Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to Layton's Loft. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. How are you, Lou? I'm doing very well. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you. It's uh, good to be back. The last week has kind of been a blur. And then, um, you know, I hadn't seen Kroz in a little bit, so I saw him yesterday. Spent some time together. This was awesome, Lou. I realize it probably means more to me than it does to him. Uh, <laughs> so we played catch before we went to dinner. And, uh, you know, we took out the gloves. Now we use, I'll call it a hard softball. So it's basically like what the, the ball they use in their league at his age. Yep. So it's by no means like a wiffle ball. It's not a tennis ball. It's closer to a hard ball than it is a softball, but it takes away some of the sting, Lou. Yep. If you get hit. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Nick? What's shaking, Daniel? Uh, so anyway, we went out there and I'll tell you, he doesn't realize it, but I do. You know, I was a little like when we first started playing baseball a couple of years ago, I'm like, you know, Jesus, Crimmies, this kid going to ever be able to catch the ball. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we hadn't played in a little bit. He was on vacation with his mother. Then before that, we were on vacation. So we haven't played ball in a little while. Yep. And, you know, it took him a throw or two to get acclimated to, like, not being afraid of the ball. Yep. You know, we nailed a streak of 10-plus several times. And uh, nice. it was really just great because I know, you know, winter's coming. And, um, you know, I want him to try to hopefully retain the skill set yep. you know, until next season. And it really gets magic when you're just playing catch, when you're not worried about teaching them, when you can catch the ball and throw the ball. And so there was a little while now to be... playing catch, man. That's what we were doing. Yep. And uh, one of the times the ball went over the wall, which is like the parking lot next to us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we did. We just had a lot of fun. You know, yep. we went out to dinner, but it was great. Uh, so I hope everyone had as equally as good of a day yesterday, uh, you know, as I did. But I wanted to make sure we talk cards yeah. today because I have a lot of cards to talk about. Yeah, I saw a lot of posts from the trip up to the Boston area. It looked like it was a very successful trip. It was. It was by no means, though, a slam dunk. Uh, I guess no pun intended, although I did make it to the Hall of Fame. And I had more than five minutes. I still try to be expeditious because my time was tight. Uh, but shout out to the community in Springfield uh, and, you know, the actual Hall of Fame itself. It's, it's really it's excellent. Um, you know, I, I don't recommend going there for more than a day. Uh, even as a lover of basketball, I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um, but the area itself is cute. Um, they did have a casino. I did not make it to the casino, uh, but I was uh, uh, helpful. Um, or excuse me. It was helpful to, uh, you know, my efforts in getting, you know, the collection and staying on on top of things as opposed to wasting, you know, hours in the casino because I just didn't yep. have the time. Yeah, there you go. Right. Maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, before we get into what I was able to secure uh, in Springfield, um, because we're going to talk about that just a little bit today, but I'm going to show off some of those cards tomorrow on Trading Card Therapy, okay. which will resume its regular time at 1.30. But I do have a four-card SGC submission I wanted to start with. And then just out of the blue, you know, we had an appointment yesterday, and I was able to buy another collection, which we're going to show off here in just a minute, Lou. Okay, great. So the first uh, group of four cards here is a submission that I just got back uh, from SGC. What's up, Mike? Thanks for joining us, Joe. And... I wanted to show this off because these are slightly better cards, meaning, you know, they didn't go on bulk. Um, you know, they range in value, I guess, uh, you know, from a thousand to several thousand. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to go over them here. I posted them on IG and, and got some good feedback. So I wanted to uh, show them off here on the loft. Now, that's nice, but the corners are a little rounded, but that was a nice looking card. Yeah. So you probably can't see it, gang, from the image. Well, now you can, but there's some creasing right here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can see the corners are rounded. I thought the entire time that it was going to get a one and a half. 
Uh, I'm going to do more before and afters in the future. And I think it's appropriately graded. You might think, I mean, listen, it does look good for the grade and it's got strong centering and nice color, but I think it's accurately graded as a one and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, well, I'm going to save him for last. All right. Next up is, uh, I don't know if this is the one that's going to be part of a, um, a break because we have another 1952 Bowman Mantle at SGC with some cards. I don't know if it's this one or the other one. But regardless, um, I like talking about this card. First of all, it's a beautiful card of Mickey. Um, but I wanted to try to help others who are trying to submit cards for grading and, and help them with their expectations, Lou. So yep. this card right here, if you look at first glance, it more looks like a three. Because even though the corners are rounded, there's no major creasing, right? But if you look at a little bit more closely the surface... I don't know if you would call that, you know, print flaws or just the way it was struck at the time, but clearly there's a surface issue, Mm -hmm. you know, from like here to here. Right. Yeah. So that's the main reason why, along with the corner wear that it graded what it did. And I think it's accurately graded in SGC too. Once again, do I think it looks decent for the grade? Yes. But I think it's accurately graded. And the reason why Lou, I'm I'm doing these shorts like on Instagram is I want to help people who want to grade their cards, have realistic, expectations because if i think a card's overgraded i'll let you know if i think a card's undergraded i'll let you know and we're going to get to one in, in just a moment that i think might be a tad bit under, undergraded um this one right here so it's it graded in sgc4 i think it's accurately graded with sgc you can see it's got some kind of like even keel corner wear all around it's not perfectly centered but it's not horrible uh no other major issues to speak of i do not believe psa would put this into a four I think PSA would be more likely to put this into a three or three and a half okay. just because that pronounced the pronounced corner wear right there. I just think to the naked eye would be a little bit tough. So for full transparency to our community to make sure everyone's trying to get as much from this little exercise as possible, I sent it to SGC because I thought it would get a four, whereas PSA, I did not think it would. Um, and, you know, I don't get a 1939 play ball often uh, of Joe DiMaggio, so I wanted the highest grade possible for it uh, as opposed to uh, you know, getting, let's say, like a PSA 3. So I'm guessing you have kind of a book on the grading companies and what they tolerate more than another grading company, for example. Yes. <laughs> I do. And what I'm trying to do, Lou, is share that with the community so that they can hopefully do a better job for themselves when they're buying cards ungraded, getting them graded, or for that matter, even if you're buying a grade card and you're looking at this card, you know, obviously something different or something similar, whatever the case may be, but you're trying to assess, Hey, you know, it looks good for the grade or, you know I mean? To me so far, right out of the three, the one that looks the best for the proverbial grade is this. And it's not even a question. Yeah. So gang, let me know in the chat of the first three, because the last one is different. Yep. Of the first three, which one do you think looks the best for its grade? That's my vote right there, folks. So is the different aren't the differences in the grading companies basic? In other words, are some just stricter than others, or is it on a issue by issue basis? Uh really great question, Lou. In general, it's more about the actual card, the condition. But I would say mm-hmm. some are known to be easier on a particular aspect of a card, like centering. Yep. But then some people might say, oh, you know, if I had Gaudis or 06s in VG condition, I might give them the SGC because I feel like I might get a half grade 
yep. slash full grade average better. Um, but I do think in general, uh, it's more about the aspects of the card that yep. they consider. So Nick votes for the mantle. Yeah, hard to argue. It is a nice two because there really isn't any creasing. Mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, listen, I'm partial to T206s. And to me, even yep. with that light creasing, this is a card back in the day. When I say back in the day in the 80s, this could have been in a screw down at some dealer's booth and they would call this VG. Mm -hmm. So to me, this is this is the winner. Uh, Chris says, in my eyes, lose depends on the individual grader. If they're having a crap day, God forbid your grade suffers a result of them not having an ideal work environment. Yeah. Oh, well, imagine this. And of course, this is meant to be funny, but I've been watching so much comedy. You can you can <laughs> see the 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 lining in it. What I'm what I'm really you know talking about. If I knew who the graders were, aside from maybe slipping them a you know an extra Christmas gift or something like that, if you catch my drift. Yep. Um. I would make sure that these guys were eating healthy all the time. <laughs> you want someone grading cards that just came out of a 35-minute episode in the bathroom, right? That he like he went to McDonald's that morning and he not only had an egg McMuffin, yeah. right, but he also had a hash brown. He's like, you know what? Double hash brown today. Like that guy gets to work by 9:45. Like, I'm telling you, my stomach ain't gonna handle that very well. <laughs> so, like, I don't want that guy grading my cards, is my point. Uh, so I wanted to show off the last card here. This to me was the nicest card. It's the most valuable in the group. Um, it's the card that I think, I wouldn't say it's misgraded grossly. I think it should be a three. But man, even if you see this card in person, yeah, there's a tiny bit of wear, some corner wear. I don't know what they see. I haven't sent back a card to SGC in a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm considering sending I don't even think a half grade matters that much in terms of value. Right. But I'm considering sending it back because I don't really understand what's the rationale. It's got great color. It's got corner wear commiserate with the grade of three. I don't see, unless I'm missing it, some sort of wicked, nasty crease that's breaking the paper of any kind. So this is the card I thought could be a three and not a two and a half or should be a three. Mm -hmm. What's up, Robert? Mike asks, uh, what do you think about the restoration of cards to get a better grade, kind of like the art, kind of like in the art industry? I mean, I think that, you know, when you're talking about a Honus Wagner and you could take like a fraction of a card and somehow turn it into a full card, like I think that's cool. Do I think they should take a T206 Honus Wagner that's VG and make it look X. No, I don't think they should do that. So to me, it's about preservation, more about improvement. Um, and if you could take something that looks eh and make it look great, awesome. But I wouldn't take like this card right here. To me, it looks VG. I wouldn't try to make it look X with restoration. It just is what it is. Yep. That's my opinion. I agree. So Daniel, I'm not planning to regrade it. I'm planning to send Christmas cookies early with a little note from yours truly that says, I don't know if you guys had the Pepto that day or had a rough breakfast, but can you do me a favor and just double check this Garrett for me? I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Just take another look. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get to yesterday. And a gentleman came up, shout out to him. He is, and this will be part of the blog. And, and by the way, if you want to hear, more stories about what I'm just going to share, read about it, see the video, so on and so forth. 
check out our blog at blog.justcollect.com. Hey, Sam. Uh, so check in with J5. Uh, folks, I think we're going to go live at 3 today for uh, Vintage Breaks. So I'll meet with you, Sam, when I'm done here. Uh, so um, anyway, this gentleman is uh, someone who is a DJ on the weekends on Sirius. He doesn't exactly want to be found out. So he says he's going to give us a shout out. But if he talks baseball cards and he's on Sirius on a channel that's under 25. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> you'll know that he's talking about us. So anyway, he came in, he's been collecting for a long time and he decided, I think, you know what? I wanted to get, or he wanted to get an appraisal. Um, I like that, Daniel, you could be my attorney for SGC appeals. It's like a, you know, a little court. <laughs> there you go. This is a, this is a reality show actually. Yeah. That's funny. I like it. Uh, all right. So this way, uh, this gentleman came in and we're going to start off with this said he was collecting 52s and there's several hundred. Oh, which is really cool. Um, you know, I'm just going to flip them like this because it's really I'm working with limited space. Yeah. You're going to see they're low to medium. Uh, you know, no high numbers, no major Hall of Famers, minor Hall of Famers like Early Win, like Larry Doby. Uh, so it's still a great collection. And we can get a couple hundred fifty twos at once. I'm a happy fellow. Yep. So that was great. What's Jake and Ian? Any Mickeys in there? Oh, I wish. Yeah. Uh, we did get a Mickey. They're going to be in our email today. We were offering a 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle for sale. Hey, Sam. Oh, sorry. He's still live. I just realized that. All right. Well, <laughs> Chris He's, says, on Fanatic. He's on Fanatics Live right now, Lou. Oh, is he? Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, regards to the Gaudi Gehrig, is there any faded printing on the back that gave it a 2.5 grade? You flipped in, the back. So. In this man's opinion, the answer yeah. is no. Oh, let's do the appeal. I want to see. I think I'm going to have to do the appeal at this point. Now, to be fair, right, I'm open. Like, Daniel Lynch, he knows his cards. Nikki, he knows his cards. If people are out there like, late, you're crazy, you know, then, then I'm not going to bother them. But I, I think this card to me is a three. Hey, John, can you grab me the 52 mantle so I can show it off? Thanks. <laughs> All right, so next up, this is super cool. Uh, this isn't the entire collection, but I'm just showing off pieces of uh, the gentleman's collection from yesterday, the DJ from Sirius XM Radio. Yes. So, first of all, how classic is this writing? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Right? Complete set. This is awesome. It's going to be part of the blog. So, you want to know why there's no checklists? And I said, no, but you have team checklists. He said, no, but the other checklists, which are, are good. They're like, they're rare. In yeah. 57 Tops Baseball. He said, I'd sometimes would open a pack. They'd have two checklists. And he would be mad. He'd throw them out. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, there's money. And he's going like this to me. He's like, wait, I have very little hair left. Could you do me a favor? Could you just lay off? So I said, sure, you know, no problem. I won't make any more jokes. Um, anyway, uh, you know, he was very, you can see, diligent. He's letting me know the key rookies. He's letting me Hall of Famers. And, um, you know, the way it was organized, realize, you know, I'm doing the best I can to fit it here. It was organized by team. So get this, gang. Not the entire set. So he's got a whole 1957 Topps baseball complete set of 407 cards. He started this set in 57 from PAX himself yeah. locally in New Jersey. And 
he eventually finished it from like lots years later from swapping etc but it all started with his love of and he was going like this to me because he was like wait and i would smell the cards i'm like why he's like i love the smell of gum yeah so uh anyway this is a true collector grade collector edition of 1957 tops baseball organized by team um to be fair i just realized the stars are in um, top loaders, and I don't have them here, but I guess I'm showing you off the bounce. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Daniel already got it? How did you get this, Daniel? Yes, it, it, it was. He's a DJ on Saturday nights. <laughs> you work with a serious guy. He shouldn't be shy. Oh, dear. We're serious friendly here. That's true. Um, anyway, he was great. I met him and his lovely wife, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't Stevie Van Zant, but it was a DJ on his show. Yeah. <laughs> but he told me how he met him a long time ago, and he's like, his name is Steven Lenko or something. I mean, the guy had lost – the guy could have talked all day. There's no yep. doubt in my mind. Yeah. So I'm not shocked he's a DJ. I cannot talk serious into giving me a shift on the Tom Petty channel. I, I've been trying, for, oh, been trying for like seven years to get a shift. Lou, I know I'm a big Tom Petty fan. Get me on there also. We'll make it good. I just want to shift. I don't want to do. I don't want to do it regularly. I just want. To How do about it a one time shift? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there'd be a few bands I could do it for. Uh, so anyway, so in this book, Fifty Seven Tops Basketball, uh, McDonald's not a big deal, but Eighty Six Fleer Basketball, he has an entire set. Once again, the Jordans in the other room. I just realized, but <laughs> these are cards you collected from the packs in '86 at a quarter a pack. Look at that, huh? And here's Fifty Seven Basketball. So how cool is this? Ah. I say to him, like, listen, why don't you put Bill Russell, right, you know, <laughs> upper left or in the center? He said, well, the way I did it was he filled it from left to right. I'm like, yeah, but Bob Cousy? Yeah. He said, but look what college Bob Cousy and Tommy Heinsohn went to. And I I now, I now know what college. Uh, uh, Holy Cross. And he said, well, yours truly graduated from Holy Cross. Oh, I mean, man. he had a story about everything. It was yep. unbelievable. Like the placement of a card in the binder to where he bought the cards. All sorts of really fun uh, stories. He's also a record collector. He had some really interesting records through the I years. Imagine, yeah. Jim Hector would have enjoyed this deal very much. I'll bet. So anyway, 57 Tops basketball set, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And then uh, let me get to the 86 Fleer. Wait a second. Was he a Celtics guy or is that just the way it worked out? Uh, just the way it worked out. Okay. Uh, 86 Fleer, pack fresh, although they're double bats. So for those that don't know, front and back. Mm -hmm. um, and then he has a 60 Fleer baseball set. This is cool. He's like, for 61 Fleer Baseball, he's like, I don't have the whole set. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, no big deal. He's like, but, you know, I have about 41 cards. I'm like, okay, you know, no big deal. You know, I'm just looking through it. And he's like, you want to know why? And I'm like, I guess you want to tell me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, here's your underhanded pitch. What do you got? Um, he's like, yeah, so I got all the players that didn't appear in the 1960 Fleer set. I'm like, of course you did. Okay. You know? He was, uh, you know, it's like very interesting stories about his collection. I appreciated that. He sounds very type A. I think you would agree. I yeah. think he would agree. I would agree. Yes. Um, so that's what I have out here. And then, uh, oh yeah, okay. So we got a, a couple minutes here left. Um, so what I want to show off is this is freshly graded by SGC, and we're making it available for sale through our Just Collect email blast and Vintage Breaks email blast today. I wouldn't say it's the nicest, but it is one of the nicer 1952 Tops Mickey Mantles that I've seen, graded two and a half. It's got great eye appeal. Centering is okay, but really strong color. 
Oh, get out of here, Daniel. Yeah, he's talked to me uh, about cards as well, apparently yesterday. His name was not Rich, but maybe that's his name on screen. I, I don't want to give his name in case he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> but he said he was going to give us a shout. I'm a little bit confused. But anyway, he's a really great yeah. guy, and he's on, I think, Saturday nights. Anyway, what do you think of this Mickey, Lou? Love it. Uh, I mean, a little centering, but it's got great it, The Mickey cards just, it just screams America and baseball. It's just, I love it. It really is. You know, like no one knew in 52 who he'd be. Yeah. But this card, even just the pose, and it, I mean, it looks like a piece of art. I mean, it's just, that's just the face of baseball, isn't it? Mickey Mantle. Yep. It's unbelievable. Every time I see a Mantle card, it's like, how does it doesn't get any more baseball than that? Especially 1952 tops. Yep. Always appreciate the opportunity to handle one of these. You know, we haven't read this in a long time, so we'll do it right here, right now. Mm -hmm. Switch hitting Mickey is heralded as Joe DiMaggio's successor. Oh. He alternated between the Yankees and Kansas City during 51, batting in 50 runs in one month, which is insane. Wow. For the American Association Club. At 17, Mickey broke in at shortstop for independence batting 313 in 89 games. The Yankees brought him up from Joplin after he hit 26 dingers and led the league with a 383 batting average in 1950. Wow. He hit 50 RBIs in a month? Uh, only because Nick asked. It is 57,500. Ooh, okay. 50 RBIs in a month is absurd. Yes, I, I don't do. even know how you do that. You don't get the opportunity for 50 RBIs in a month. I'm just saying, like, Lou, let's just say you played 20 games, which is a lot. Yeah. Right? That's a lot. You'd have to average either – you'd have to have two or three RBIs every time. Twenty. Let's, let's go 25 games in a month. So you could do it two RBIs a night. Two RBIs a night. By the way, if you have any off nights, then you start to need to have three RBIs. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's insane. I don't care what level. That's insane. I agree. If it, yeah, Robert, 50 runs is pretty hard too, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, so that's the beauty that we're going to be uh, showing off in today's email blast. If you're not on our email and you want to join, just message Lou or me on IG or Facebook, and we will make sure that we get you on our oh, yeah. daily email list. Absolutely. Lou, there is no better way to end a show with a 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle. No, absolutely not. So, folks, thanks for tuning in today. I sincerely appreciate it. Had a lot of fun. I hope that you enjoyed today's show and the cards that we showed off.